tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome everybody to another show after Buzz TV. We are you're watching Aquarius season one episode seven. Cease to resist. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host Guy David. You can find me on Twitter at Guy the Girl Show, and I just got Instagram. Ooh, just got Instagram, got Instagram yesterday, yeah. and do you know what? I've got to say the support has been overwhelming. <laughs> I have. A total of three followers. Yeah, there we go. You're going to get four tonight. I thought I was going to wake up with 100 followers. Oh I woke up with three, and it might have even gone down to two. The support is just overwhelming. So, so help me out here, guys. I'm new to Instagram, and my Instagram name is... I didn't create this. I thought it was corny. I got someone else to create it for me. That Australian guy, 86. I'm Australian. I was born in 86. There we go. I put Instagram together. It all, so it all goes together. help me out, get involved, and introduce yourself. All right. Hello, everybody. As I am Paige Bonanno, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, at Paige Bonanno. Thanks for joining us tonight for Aquarius. So we're moving along. Episode 7. You're still going episode by episode. Episode by episode, yep, every week. And how did you enjoy this one? Quickly. Let's get let's get thought to the beginning. I liked kind of like the case of the week type thing they've been having. Not every week, but, you know, they're, they're showing new... Uh, things that have been going on each time. And I liked the one that they had this time about the movie star, Paramount Pictures and whatnot. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, we'll get into that. But that, I was so excited to see that because um, how they, you know, showed Hollywood in mm-hmm. the 60s, how they showed the studios. Yeah, so they I think, a good job. I think they've done everything to point so far. Everything's been mm-hmm. the way they've showcased everything so far. Yeah. But let's let's just start from the very beginning. All right. The, the episode commenced... When Manson looks up Hodiak in the phone book, which this is how modern I am. I thought it was weird he was using a phone book. Yeah. I, actually, I actually forgot he was in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> he looked him up in the phone book and then he just went to his house thinking that Sam was going to be there. And little did he know, it turns out to be Ed, the lieutenant, with his wife. Yep. Yeah, how ironic, right? But did, did you think it was just too easy how Manson found him? I mean, this guy's a detective... I thought they'd be more private. He's just in the phone book, no worries, I'll come to a gun to but, your house. Well, he's just a cop, a cop. Like, I mean, I feel like pretty much everyone was in the phone book back then. Even cops? Yeah, well, why Some not? people remain, well, they're, they're vulnerable, right? I guess. I don't know. I didn't really think about that. I um, know, but obviously Cutler was there with Opal, which Cutler still fascinates me as a character in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He's very chauvinistic. He's very, mm-hmm. but then he's having an affair with. It's just not, it's not an affair. He's dating Sam's ex-wife. And, and I love how at the end, like he was like, "Hey, can you give me the time?" And then he looks at his watch. He doesn't have it on, and then he holds it out as if he's so pissed that Sam was there. I'm like, it's his wife. Like I know that you guys are together now, but like it, it was just it made me mad. I, I thought like, I thought exactly the same thing. I was I'm like, like, okay, you can't even be pissed at him. Uh, who, who are you? to think that yeah but um so then manson holds him at gunpoint and Mm -hmm. and you know i knew he wasn't going to shoot him because i knew the show wouldn't 
do right. something that wasn't actually historically accurate, even though it's a fictional show. Mm-hmm. But it was a tense moment there for a second. I also love how he says to him, he's like, I'm Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, okay. Just you think pretty highly of yourself. Typical Manson, but... um. And he makes him strip down. Did, I mean, did you think that he was going to rape him and then shoot him? Or what yeah. did you think he was going to do there? Yeah, as soon as he said strip, I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. He's going to make him... And Ed kept his cool. You know, he was like, you know, I mean, whatever you do to me, you're going to get done to yourself ten times over. So just be wary of that. He was very calm. He was calm, collected. He was, yeah. I mean, he had a gun to the back of his head. He thought this guy was a random junkie yeah. that just would do anything, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He, he thought he would have thought he was going to die. Right. But he kept his calm. And then he just sort of wrote the whole thing off when the police investigated him. He was just yeah. like, oh, some some idiot junkie. It's the free love. We're in the free love era. He didn't you know, even think of it. And I love, too, how the, the other cops are saying to him, they're like, oh, so does Sam know about this? And he's like, of course Sam knows about this. And they're like, well, what about Jeannie, his wife? And he was like, silent. Like, I, no, she doesn't know. I was I, like, oh, my God. And they're like, okay, we won't say anything. Like, no big deal. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Was it the cops right to sort of say that? I guess they had a... They, they could just ask that. Exactly. But yeah. he, he wasn't too happy about it. No. But then we see... We see Emma and Sadie going to San Francisco mm-hmm. to pick up another historical character, another person that actually existed, exactly. Mary Bruner. Right, Mary Bruner, Mother Mary, they called her. Yeah, she, who's who's still around. She's right. 71, I think. She got paroled in what? She, she's actually, uh, her son now lives in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I'm from. Well, I'm not from Eau Claire, but Wisconsin. So, really? Yeah, yeah, they live in Eau Claire. And she lives there too? I don't know if she lives in Eau Claire, but I know her son lives in Eau Claire. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've liked how they re- they get some historical characters. Yeah. Into, into a fictional show again. Mm-hmm. And it had Sadie, uh, Susan Atkins, uh, you know, accompanying Emma to San Francisco. It, yeah, well, it was funny because I didn't, I knew Mother Mary, whatever, and I knew about Mary Brunner, but I didn't really put two and two together right away. And then I, I like, went online and, like, looked it up, and then her picture popped up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome that they integrated it like that. And she was pregnant at the time, which was, uh, did it seem to you a little bit, I thought it did, and I don't know, when she was pregnant in, Emma seemed a little, like, jealous to me. She was like, oh, are you sure that it's Charles? Are you sure that it's his? And she was like, yeah, I'm 100% sure. Uh, I didn't pick that up, but I, I, I think I think you're right. I watched it with a couple people, and they didn't think that she seemed jealous either. It was just something that I saw. I was like, yeah, she seems kind of jealous. She might have. I thought it was interesting when you cut to the very last scene, and he's trained all the girls so well that she said, the baby is ours. That was ours. so creepy. Ugh. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But I also uh, like, too, how she was like, oh, uh, so Charles wants you to come, and he wants you to bring your stock bonds. I was like, okay, like, hello, do you not see what he's doing? And she said that so obviously, too. She's like, he misses you so much. He wants you to come. He then- talks about you all the time. Oh, those, do- those stock bonds. He uh, asked for you to bring she, them. She said at the very end, as after she read, oh, yeah, you said you got some bank stock thing. Right. What's going on? Do you mind bringing them, too? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, and then she was just kind of like, she is. Mary seemed kind of a little weary about that, though. She's yeah. like, oh, but she obviously still did it. I mean, I wonder what. So, I wonder what made her leave Charles's little cult and go to San Francisco and live on her own. Yeah, she she got a proper job. She got a proper life for a while. Okay. We find mm-hmm. out at the end that he used to beat her, obviously. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, which yeah. might have had something That's to do why, with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And. She was very early on. She was really before Manson became Manson. Manson. Mm-hmm. She lent, she you know, lent him her apartment. She I'm would a, go with him to pick up these girls and all that. Yeah, I mean the pull this guy had over the girls. What is going on? 
<laughs> it does not make any sense to me. It just it's incredible. I wish I had that sort of game, but in the right way. That you, game, yeah, you know? right? It's, if it's weird. If it's game, but um yeah, so they convinced the go back. Is that where that's what did he deliberately send Emma to San Francisco so she could escape, you know, Hodiak and Grace and everyone after? Probably, probably. Is that I thought that's what he did, which was smart by well, him. Well, because they were all looking for Emma and then she happened to be gone. We didn't know where she was last week, remember? And now we found out she's going to San Francisco. No, he just said, get in the car, go to San Francisco, yeah. bring back this woman. It also seemed like uh, Mary was a little jealous of the girls, too, because she she said, she was like, wow, Manson's girls just keep getting prettier and prettier. And mm. it, she had this kind of like look in her eyes, you know, that she was sad because she was his first girl and now he has all these other girls all, with him all the time. I always think that. I always think there has to be some jealousy among the women. Well, that's I don't care I, who you are. You're, you're susceptible to that sort of stuff, right? That's why I kind of thought that maybe Emma was a little jealous because of that. You know, like, it doesn't seem like Sadie's ever jealous, though, and I don't understand that. She always seems like she's on top of it and she doesn't care. Doesn't I mean, she? Yeah, I just... <laughs> um, I think Sam says something to Shafe at the end that you don't try and look into people, judge people, right. because nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. That whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. How they he, Manson says jump, they say how high, right. literally in every regard, and how they don't get jealous and how mm-hmm. just it's it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But um, we didn't really see much of Sam and Walt, you know, in the investigation mm-hmm. with his son. But what we did see after that was only about a minute long. Was Sam pretty much asking the FBI for help mm-hmm. in the investigation? Mm-hmm. Not it's not an investigation, it's Sam's personal investigation right. to finding Walt. So, and then they left it at that. They but there's more it. to come. Yeah I, yeah, I think there's. Well, we, I mean, we didn't see Walt at all in this episode. No, no, it just switched to this little bit where he said, "I need some help." I need help. Um, finding my. He didn't say what, but he said, "Can you find this guy?" Yeah, and they were saying to Sam about how good his heart is and how great of a person was. Wasn't that who he was talking to? He was like, "You're so great, and you know, you're so gentle and caring." Yeah. It, so it, we kind of got a little insight about how Sam is as a person, too. Yeah, I, I'll get I'll go into it a bit later, but I really warm to Sam in this episode. Mm-hmm. Just that he's he's just a good guy. We just know that Sam's a good guy. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a genuine good guy. I mean, every episode it, it, we see that more and more and more. At the beginning we were kind of just like, eh, he's just this, you know. We yeah. didn't really know how it was going to play out, and we, we can see now that he's actually a really good Person. Yeah, exactly. So each episode, there seems to be a different a different investigation mm-hmm. that Sam's involved in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and the last two episodes, but they've had yeah, they've had the Black Panther one, the drug case, and mm-hmm. now they had the Hollywood one, the Hollywood star, the gay Hollywood star. Yeah, the gay. And I, I mean, I love this. Uh, yeah, it was great, and it's great timing too. Because I, I did get to Google bits and pieces about Hollywood in the sixties okay. and. You know, homosexuality and just all that, how it's tied together. And mm-hmm. I think they I think they pretty much got it spot on again. So, <laughs> Well, I love, too, how, you know, they went in. Okay, so, well, first of all, we see uh, his name is Novo, and he is Raymond Novo. His yep. real name, though, is Esteban. Uh, and so, I didn't even bother writing it down. Yeah, it was Esteban Navarro. <laughs> so he kind of has, you know, he has different names, and he's using these different identities, I guess. And so we see that he has this fiancé. Which is one, it seems like one of the dancers in his shows or something. And then, so we see that he's, you know, crucified. He's, he's up on the wall in the, and w- in the church or. Yeah, he was, he was crucified. And he was crucified, which is creepy when we, right away. And it, what did you originally think when you first saw that? I was just like, what just happened? And it was funny too how, I mean, I know this doesn't really 
go together. But at the beginning, you know, Charles is like, I'm Jesus Christ. And then we go in and we see this, this guy's crucified on the wall, which is, I just thought it was funny that they both kind of went like that. Did, but did, did you think it could be something related I there? You I don't think know? so. Do you? I don't think so. I, I just saw this crucified guy. I didn't know what was going yeah. on. And so he's crucified, and we still don't really know who crucified him. No, we, we, we never crucified. find out. <laughs> so it was just really creepy that we saw that. And then we find out that his fiance isn't really his fiance. And that all these people in the studio are getting paid to keep his, uh, that he's gay a secret. Yeah, I was sus with his fiance at the start because she just wasn't upset. She seemed upset to me, but more as a friend. Like, and she said, she was like, he was my best friend. He was my absolute best friend. Yeah, she, she said that at the end, but at the very beginning, he yeah. interviewed her and she, I mean, she was upset, but she wasn't distraught like a fiance should be. Yeah. So I thought there's something going on here. I didn't pick up the, I didn't put together the, you know, the crucifixion tied mm-hmm. to religion mm-hmm. against homosexuality mm-hmm. bit until later on. I just didn't get right. it. But, um, Again, it's really, they find great ways in this to just showcase the era, mm-hmm. the 60s era again, whether it's, you know, race, politics, mm-hmm. gender, you know, yeah. homosexuality. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, like you were saying, how they showed, you know, Paramount pictures and how it looked, and it, it looked really that. good. It was, it was a good touch there. I loved how they just got on the little, they were just going through Paramount pictures yeah. in the 60s. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But, um, what we find out is that, um, that this is how much pull Paramount have and like investors have that they mm-hmm. actually dropped the case. Yeah. Would, would that ever slide these days? Well, it was because the movie was worth so much money that he was in and they didn't want to. I mean, they maybe said, stuff like that happens. We don't. We'll never know. They said they put $8 million into this movie. This movie has to be a hit. Yeah. It can't be, re- be released they that this said, guy was gay. Yeah, they said too. They said, quote, uh, stars can be dead, but not. Er, yeah, stars can be dead, but not dead homos, end quote. So, you know, the, the star can die, but he can't die as a homosexual man. He can't, they can't let it out that he was gay because it'll ruin their whole image and all this money that they invest in this movie, $8 million, will just go down the drain. Mm-hmm. So it, it's crazy. It would have ruined the movie premiere and it would have ruined their uh, their image, their entire campaign. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know if this goes on these days, but I was so surprised how the detectives, the just let it said. All right, that's it. Done. And that Sam guy, called him, get out. The and, bar. and that guy, that uh, the security guard that let him in at that time, yeah. like, he would have been in so much trouble. Yeah, exactly. He was like, yeah, we all knew that he would bring guys back here to, you know. So, so the basic everyone knew he was gay. Everyone, it, on the it was studio. it was a big cover up because we found out that his fiance was paid. It's the, they were all paid. <laughs> all they paid. were all paid to cover this up. But it's surprising that not one of them slept. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no one had any idea. And it took the police a while to even figure this whole thing out. Right. But it was, it was, um, I enjoyed looking into that. I don't know. I don't know if this goes on. I'll, I'll never know. I'm not a detective. But the pool of money in Hollywood the money. during the 60s. But then we see, um, we get to the, then we transition to the scene where Sadie and Emma mm-hmm. visit Mary and meet. Um, yeah, Mary. Yeah. And we find out she's pregnant, yep. which is historically accurate again. Mm-hmm. And she's really living a normal life. Right, yeah. And then she she's she's saying, oh, Manson talks about me all the time. That's great. And then she ends up going back with him. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I just, I th- there was no, it was the easiest effort ever to get her back. Easiest, yeah. She just went straight back, which, again, we've touched on it, but. Yeah. The, the This is what makes Charles Manson such a fascinating mm-hmm. historical character. The right. pull he has over people. Yeah. You know, how do you think, you know, um, what's the actor's name? 
great guy. Geth and Anthony mm-hmm. is portraying Manson right now. I think he's doing a great job. I mean, he's not in it as much as, you know, like he's not as it's as big of a character as Sam Hodiak is. No. He, he's doing a great job, I think. Like, he's he's doing a good job playing up the creepiness a little bit, playing up the the hard ass a little bit, you know. But he, what would seem to me in this episode was that Manson was a lot more, um, a lot more, in the, in the previous episodes, he was a lot more loving and more about love and more about peace and more about freedom and all this. And then this one, he seemed really, like more intense and scary and powerful. D- did you get that feeling at all? Yeah, I did. Do you think they're doing that deliberately as the time goes by? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's building up to his killing I, spree? Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I mean, he just seems more... I, I can't even express the word right now that I'm trying to think of. I keep It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't get it out. But he just seems... I don't know, a yeah, lot and, more... I mean, the aggressive, fir- aggressive. Aggressive, that's the word. <laughs> aggressive. He seems a lot more aggressive than he did. And I was I was a little critical in the first episode, I don't think you were here, um, of Geth and Anthony, because I just oh, thought really? he just wasn't charming enough to be Manson in that mm. first episode. He was sort of angry and bitter-looking. But I've really... The more research I've done, the more I'm thinking he's really playing the Do role well right he's, now. Do you think that he's charming to the girls? Like, that he is doing that in a good... He, I, th- I didn't think he was, but now I do. Do you? Because if yeah. you, he, he has a mean side to him. Right. You know, that aggressive side you were talking about. But he also, when he speaks to them, he uses these elaborate terms and talks about mm-hmm. beauty and free love and the mm-hmm. family. And, and I mean, how we found out that he was beating Mary before and the way that he brings her back in and pulls her back in. Like, domestic abuse victims, you know, that's how the people, like, that's how the abusers a lot of times are really intense and aggressive like that, and then they come back saying, you know, I love you, I'm sorry, and all this what, all this stuff. So then I think that's kind of how the girls see Charles, is like, oh, well, sometimes he's a little mean and a little intense, but you know what, he's so great, he, he really is a good person at heart. Yeah, I, I think I keep forgetting that all these girls are just, uh, you know, disturbed children, they've had a terrible background, mm-hmm. they've had issues, but Emma so he preys on it. You, you, she has, in a way, I guess. Or she wouldn't have run away, right? I guess, but, I mean, Emma doesn't have, like, one... As far as we know, as yeah. bad of a background as most of the girls probably do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd she like to... She grew up with uh, two parents that loved her, and, you know, it's... But so, something went wrong in there. It must have. Because as soon as she went home, she just ran back again. It's, it's, uh, I think she's just in a stage where she's just a teenager. She just is rebelling. I don't think that she's like, grew up in a bad home environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we we get back to when Sam speaks to a priest because he wants to find out more about the crucifixion. I thought it was interesting that the police, the 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 priest, tries to convince Sam to come back to church. Mm-hmm. So it becomes not much about what sort of crime this is, but more about I need you back in church, mm-hmm. come back to church. Well, that's what I was kind of talking about before that. Uh I got a little ahead of myself, but saying that, you know, Sam has this great heart and he's a great person and, you know, he needs to come back and he was really trying to pull him back in there. So we've got this, it's sort of this triangle going on, I feel like, with Charmaine, Sam and Cutler. Okay. Charmaine is doing anything to get respect. Mm -hmm. Cutler is the most chauvinistic, narcissistic sort of guy towards her, Mm -hmm. says all she can do is file just does not want anything to do with her. Yeah. And Sam respects the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's acting as a father figure sort of mentor to her mm-hmm. because he went to her and through the 
crucifixion photos in front of her, mm-hmm. and Charmaine's look was complete disgust yeah, right. straight away. But then he asked her to come and be mm-hmm. part of the investigation. He and said, I want your help on it. Yeah, and he tries to tell her, like, you know, you can't act like this. You have to be strict. You have to be stern. Like, we want, like, he wants her to be the best cop and be able to handle these things. Yeah, why do you, why do you think he does that? He's just, a, again, does it come down to he's just a nice guy? I guess. I mean, I, it just seems like Sam knows the difference between right and wrong and wants to do the right thing like a lot of the other cops don't care about. Yeah, because let's face it, Cutler's a chauvinistic pig Yeah, uh, yeah. To, towards her. Right, right. And I'm really... Well, any of, anybody else in the office, like, all she wants to do is give him, like, the meeting notes and they won't even let her do that. Mm. It's just like, get coffee for me, file this, file this. But she just wants to give, she just wants to be a part of it and... Even small little things like giving notes, like they won't let her do those things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I give mad respect to Charmaine mm-hmm. right now. I mean, she's taken more knocks than, and she's just a sweetheart too, all the time. And she just gets keeps getting kicked and keeps mm-hmm. getting back up, mm-hmm. back up, back up. What can I do? You almost think you're a pretty girl. Just get out of the police force. And I think someone asked her that at one point in the episode. They're like, "Why are you in this profession?" Yeah, exactly. Well, when she meets the lawyer, right. she goes to the studios, meets the lawyer for the studios, mm-hmm. who again was completely disrespectful mm-hmm. and sort of condescending towards her. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much, you know, um, propositions her, says to treat, says thinks she's an actress mm-hmm. the whole time. Does she actually? really got stern with him mm-hmm. and then questions what is she doing in the business in in being a cop right and she's like so i can put guys like you away because you're terrible it, it all it, it all still fascinates me all this because if you think about it you know the the race the way women were treated the respect or the poly everything we're watching now it's only 50 years ago yeah I mean, my my father, who was yeah. twenty years old at the time, he lived through it. My, yeah, my dad too. My my mother lived through it. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. That, that is crazy to think about. Yeah. I keep forgetting that because how times have changed have just been, it's just been unbelievable. Right. Really. Yeah, fifty years. But um, yeah, it just it, it's amazing, and Charmaine is turning into this fascinating sort of character now, she's which I wanted her key. to be. Yeah, she's a key key role in she, it. And where, I mean, where do you think she's going to go? She's just going to keep hanging around? I think that she's one day be everybody else's boss. You know, like I think that she's going to really move forward, and we're going to see a lot coming out of her as we go along. Because I mean, she's so important. Because we we got so much more. Oh, so yeah. a whole another season has been announced. How many episodes are in this season? Thirteen, I believe. If it's okay. not thirteen; it's twelve. Okay, it's one or the other. So we've got six or seven more to go, mm-hmm. and then we've got a whole another season. There we go. So, so as so, then we get to the scene where, as you said before, Sam speaks to Bert, the security guard, mm-hmm. where it's revealed his past. What was his name? Nova, Novo. Yeah, yeah. Novo's past mm-hmm. of being a homosexual, and he used to have these gay sort of mm-hmm. he would people, bring people in. in there all the time because that's the place where he could get away. And everybody there knew it, but they all kept it under wraps. They all kept it quiet for him. But that was his escape, basically. A place to take men that he could be with and not be in the public eye. And then we get to, so Sam speaks to the fiancé again, and then it's all revealed. That this the, mm-hmm. the whole thing was a cover-up. That it was all a setup. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just... <laughs> yeah. Again, I wasn't prepared for that. She right. was being paid mm-hmm. to be... I mean, this guy, I hope he was a good actor. He must yeah. have been good. He must have really been bringing yeah. the money in, right? Mm, exactly. Well, his, his his movie was worth $8 billion. Yeah. yeah That's true. a lot. In those days, 
That's a, a lot, lot of right money. Now. So then we get uh, we get back to Cutler, and I mean I don't know what this guy has against Charmaine. He just pulls Charmaine off the case. Yeah. Just he doesn't like he doesn't like that she's a girl and she's in it. It's, he said, I'd rather you be filing, get off the case. Get off. Mm-hmm. You're done. He doesn't see her as a serious factor or yeah. a serious player in his game. So this was the most interesting bit of the episode for me. I've been I've been saying repeatedly on the repeatedly on the show that um Brian Schaefe mm-hmm. is beyond his time the mm-hmm. way he's married uh you know an african-american woman mm-hmm. he's very by the book he doesn't like breaking the law in any way but we found that he just does not like homosexuals actually just just can't stand them which concluded with a conversation with sam at the end and he got put in a tough situation for him where he had to go to the gay bar to investigate mm-hmm. which Shows he will literally do anything for Sam, but this was the one. This was the one time I saw him back in the era, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, even right. though even though homosexual people are still discriminated against mm-hmm. in some ways these days by certain people, you don't really. He was he was vocally well, upset he, about it. He said to Sam that. He says that gay people are sick, that they're addicted to the lifestyle, and he just, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't fully understand it at all, and when he's in uh, the gay bar talking to the guys, you know, he's very uncomfortable, obviously, physically doesn't want to be there, and then one of the guys, they were so nice to him, too, tries to, you know, just Mm. grab his shoulder and comfort him, and he panics and freaks out. Yeah. So we kind of, I don't know. Uh, He described them as junkies. Yeah, he said that they're addicted. I mean, and yeah, and you're right. He was so uncomfortable in that situation, which was the first time we've seen him like that because he usually handles those situations mm-hmm. so well. But um, why is a why is a bar like that in those days? Why doesn't it just get shut down? A notable gay bar when it's still illegal to be gay. They probably back then. Yeah, I mean, is it like probably, prostitution? You yeah, know? it's probably just not as op- like they probably they don't advertise it as a gay bar. It, you know, they probably hide it around a little bit when it... I don't know. Yeah, and a part I missed was actually Hodiak went to the gay bar first. Mm-hmm. 15... Well, he went there, and then before that, though, he had gone there 15 years ago and arrested all of them. Exactly, which is why he had to get Shafe to go undercover, because he wasn't allowed back in there. It was the same bartender. The, the guy remembered him from 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, again, I thought Sam handled it well. He's like... You know, I don't have any opinion towards anything. Mm-hmm. I'm told to do my job. Right. I do mm-hmm. my job. Yeah, he, the, him and his buddies, well, his cop friends, you know, they all went in, bought some drinks for everybody, and then arrested them all. So it's, and now he went back and just wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and then this episode, we see the lieutenant back, which mm-hmm. I was, I didn't know what happened to him after he, he fell and got, you know, he was sick, right? Mm. And then he came back and immediately he put Shafe back on the drug case. Mm-hmm. He pulled him off the... He pulled him off the, this case mm-hmm. and put him back on the drug case. Well, Sam was saying that he's like, there is no case. And Brian's like, I, I'm breaking through here. I, I know that I can get to something. Sam said there's nothing here. So pulled him right off. Yeah. So so Cutler pulled him off. That's why I got, he pulled him off the drug case, mm-hmm. even though Shafe wanted to really stay on there. Mm-hmm. But then... And so that's what made Shafe go undercover for Sam. 
but then the lieutenant comes back and puts reopens the drug case, which uh, I still get confused. Who's got more pull, the cutler or the well, lieutenant? Isn't he a lieutenant? You know when the lieutenant, they both are? You know when the lieutenant comes, the big guy that had the heart attack or whatever he did? Yeah, I know that that Ed's a lieutenant. He's a lieutenant as well. So he must be higher up than him. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I I don't know. But he comes back and, again, Charmaine tries to impress him. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just so, again, condescending. Mm -hmm. He goes, all right, can you go get me some coffee? Yeah. Just, just do something else. Just no disregard for this poor woman, which I thought was just, mm-hmm. you know, how do, how does she deal with it? Mm-hmm. But um, but then again, Shafe returns to the gay bar again yep. when this is the conclusion of it, mm-hmm. and he looked more comfortable. Yeah. At first, mm-hmm. he says, "My jewelry's been stolen because they were looking for that ruby right. ring." Mm-hmm. But um. And then the same guy approaches him, and he nearly blows it. He, he, yeah. I think that. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're thinking like, "Oh, undercover cop's going to come in here." But you know, Sam Hodiak just went in there, was asking questions, and then now Brian comes in there and is all uncomfortable, won't talk to anybody, won't won't be around anyone. Like, I don't know. I would think they would get some little tip there, especially when he panics and freaks out. Yeah, he. he I thought he was going to hit him. Yeah, he literally raised like, his I'm hand. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the guy was like, "Listen, like." We're trying to help you here. You don't need to be like that. Yeah. And so, um, and then we get the phone call, mm-hmm. which again, I was, I, I was caught off guard because the phone they called the bar. Well, that's another <laughs> tip. Like, didn't they? Like, oh, why is this guy? Why is they, are they randomly calling him at the bar? And then he was just talking on the phone like normal. No one was listening, but you know, he was like, "All right, speak English. Like, let's get this going here." And just talking like he was a regular guy and not even undercover anymore. Just, but that's it, when sample they they pull him. Yeah, I keep I keep thinking he's going to pull out his cell phone. Yeah, and just go and you know. Case dismissed. Get out of there. Right. He had to call the bar, ask for Brian. Mm-hmm. But again, Sam's just—he's so cool about things. Mm-hmm. Just everything he does. There was no like big thank you so much for going undercover. I know right. you. I know you it didn't like, like it. Just like, all right, time's up. We've got pulled. Studio. You know they got but eight million invested. Then it was surprising that Brian wanted to stay in the case, being that he was so uncomfortable in it. Yeah. He was fine with it. He was like, I want to stay and I want to figure this out. And he was so uncomfortable with it at the beginning. So I feel like he was getting more and more. Yeah. I, I, no, you're with right. It. I thought that was weird too because he what he was trying to convince. He's like, I've nearly got him. I've right. nearly got him. Right. But and he didn't nearly have it. He was not even near. close. He nearly blew his cover and nearly hit the guy. Yeah, he wasn't even close. But then he, um, then he pulled out and then he went and spoke to Sam in the locker room mm-hmm. and really let loose on That's how right, and how we dis- and how disgusted he was by it all compares them to junkies mm-hmm. and again Sam really had some good advice for him I thought says you're in this business mm-hmm. you encounter everything mm-hmm. everything what I do is I don't try and understand people yeah and he was like I I've, I've learned that people will kill for Three th- or when people kill, it's always for the same reasons: love, hate, and a side of stupid or something. He said, but they always kill for love and hate, and he he's he's noticed that it's always the same no matter what. And so we got so Sam is just now they think he's old fashioned, but he's sort of ahead of his time mm-hmm. too. He just doesn't he just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about homosexuals. He doesn't care about African Americans. He's living his life, and it but doesn't affect him. He goes day by today, and he tries to get the crime solved, but he doesn't care about the way in which he solves it. Right. Solves it if it's unethical or moral. Whereas Shafe does. He wants to do everything by the book. Right. But for the first time, we saw his sort of 
dislike come out about right. a certain, you know, mm-hmm. about homosexuality, mm-hmm. which he wasn't at all. But Sam... Yeah, Sam, we're going to see what happens with that because I didn't think that that was how Brian was going to react at all. I mean, do you, I don't see anyone playing this role as well as David Duchovny does. Oh, yeah. No, it's his role. <laughs> just, this is made for him. This is just... And it's the same as the X-Files. X-Files. There are so many unsolved mysteries in the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Californication. He just owns these type of roles. Oh, yeah. He's great. And I'd love to see... You know, the show's doing so well right now. What the, how the audience would respond if he wasn't in the role. I think there's so many David yeah, Duchovny who, fans yeah, out there. Yeah, who... And who they would have picked next? Who was number two? No, I actually spoke to some people about it. I, I saw and they said, oh, that's the David Duchovny's news show. That's well, David I, Duchovny's right news Right at the beginning show. of Aquarius, you see it, it has the first couple of scenes, and then it says David Duchovny in Aquarius. Like, it's him. So where do you think Hodiak is at with his life right now? Because he looked calm, collected the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But just after he finishes speaking with Brian in the locker rooms, we see him take a take a swig of alcohol uh, that again. just stressed me out because i'm like okay so he's getting in his old habits again he he has a, a bottle of booze in his locker at work like come on so now we know that he's just going back in his old habits he's going down the road to alcoholism again i don't know where he's headed i don't know i thought he i thought he was really clean and level-headed this episode and well we obviously see that he's still but he's still drinking undercover i mean or under wraps you know not letting everybody else know but he's just keeping it in his locker so we didn't see Grace and Khan this episode. We didn't see them at all this episode. Which was actually good for Sam because he was just smooth sailing, just mm-hmm. went about his job the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think Grace is a really bad influence on a lot of people. Her husband, yeah, I him. think she means well, but she just, she, I don't know how, she's, she's a hard character to decipher what she's thinking yeah she she's his kryptonite yeah yeah that's a great way to describe it because well, he just goes on a downward spiral with her mm-hmm. but he's gonna they're gonna obviously come back into it a lot more later mm-hmm. so yeah let's get back to what was we spoke about earlier was at the end we see cutler in bed with opal again i just think that whole thing's weird it just drinks well and then he finds a watch and he's all surprised by it well um, it is still David's or David Duchovny, but Sam's wife. I mean, well, ex-wife, whatever they are. But he gets so mad at him, and you know, kind of just teases him, like, "Oh, really? Like y- your watch is at at your own old yeah. house? Like I don't think he had it. I mean, yeah, they're together now, I guess, in a weird affair way. But it it did imply that they had been together, and that's how he thought about it. Because he found the watch under the bed or something. Well, because they hooked up last episode. Yeah, but um, but th- is. Who's right here? They are ex-wife and ex-husband. But, are they? But are they divorced? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He always They're says divorced. my ex-wife. Yes, they are divorced. But Ed is still married to his wife. Of course, he's still married, and she does not know what's going on. She has no idea. No, she has no idea. So, so everyone's in the wrong here. <laughs> I don't think anybody's right. Yeah, I, I just didn't. Apart from maybe Sam, what's he done wrong? But I mean, okay, he's single, right, Sam? Sam can sleep with his ex-wife if he wants to because, okay, yeah, Ed, he is sleeping with her, but they're not together because Ed is married. So Sam can do whatever he wants. It was just... it was Ape, Opal can do whatever she wants, too, to be honest. Yeah. and I, mean, I don't even know. That's, it's it's weird. And that, that way, he just hangs the watch in front of him. And then he's like, oh, thanks. Do you have the time on you? <laughs> he, just, he just mocks him. And I'm like, you don't even... You are... No reason to be able to do this. The, then there was that um, 
there was that awkward there was an awkward silence there for a second yeah but again i go back to sam because i just like the guy he has no sort of embarrassment level mm-hmm. have you ever seen him embarrassed no that was didn't. as close to awkward as i've but seen he him. wasn't even awkward at all he was like eh, i don't care but he still he still looks cool about everything right, right. so then the what have i have i missed anything no just i mean the last then we get into the last scene of yeah the last we see mother mary again and she manson says to her he said you are you are the light and i am the light keeper and he says he says emma um whose baby is this and she said it's ours so that's where we really see that the cult is coming in everyone is integrated on this they're together it's not your baby it's our baby which is really creepy yeah it was a good way to end it because i was just creeped out by the way she said it it's ours so now we see we're going to see what happens with mary and how they're all they all raise this baby together i guess if mary will even stay yeah i don't think anyone noticed but when he was doing that spiel to her about welcome back and the the lighthouse and the light he never apologized for beating her she said you hit me i had stars in my eyes i had and he said oh and he said i apologize for being passionate yeah i mean you can be passionate but it doesn't mean you can just just smash your your girlfriend around or your person around he never actually said I'm sorry for beating you. He said, I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm not going to apologize for being passionate. I'm just, I'm angry at her for coming back. Me too. That was stupid. And bringing her <laughs> sock lines, like, come on. That, Raise your baby in a better environment. Yeah, I know. So, um, there's a lot more to come. Yeah. And we are going to get into, even though I don't know what my predictions <laughs> are yet, we're going to get into predictions. Predictions. I got to think about this. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Let me think. Let me think. What do you think? It's so hard to predict because I we go on air literally two minutes after I've watched the episode for mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get time while I'm getting my notes and stuff to mm-hmm. decipher my prediction and think about it before I go on air. That's true. But I don't, do you remember my prediction from last week? Mm-mm. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to have something to do with it. But, um... No, it was that Brian's cover will get blown eventually. Mm-hmm. But that didn't work out because Brian didn't even go undercover with Manson this week. But do you know what? I'm going to stick with that because Brian, Shafe, and Manson are close. Mm-hmm. I mean, he saved Manson from death. Mm-hmm. He's really in that ring. Mm-hmm. And something has to happen there. I mean, he's going to... He's something... I mean, he's... I don't know whether it's going to be whether... Manson finds out who he is or there's going to be rumours that he might be a cop. He's going to get put in a situation Situation. where it's really going to test his relationship. Manson's going to make him do something to prove he is not a cop or not not going against him. I think Brian might get to the point where he's so engulfed in like this undercover type life that I don't know. It, it, It just seems like the more episodes we get, the more into the into the undercoverness he gets like he's always like obviously he's worried about his cover being blown and stuff but this one he really wanted to say and he wasn't even close to the case like i feel like once he starts he's gonna start getting with uh with manson's posse and i don't know i feel like he could turn downhill i i've been flirting with the idea of making the prediction that shafe and charmaine will go back undercover and they'll get really close and they'll eventually (gasps) hook up but i think he's too loyal to his wife no 
Uh, no, I, I agree. I nope. was, I've been flirting with that, and I'm not going to predict it. That wasn't a prediction. That no. was just me thinking. Okay, all right. <laughs> out loud, but again, we are watching episode by episode, so don't ruin don't ruin it for us. Don't ruin it, guys. But um, we enjoy. Everyone we we watching. love your comments, though. So keep keep doing that. Yeah, and we will be back next week for episode eight. Eight. eight? Yep. So we still got a long way to we go. We got a long way to go. We got lots to find out. All right, great, guys. Where can we find you once again? All right, well, I'm Paige Bonanno, and you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Paige Bonanno, all social media. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We love hearing all of your comments and everything, so keep them coming. Give me an Instagram, guys, that Australian guy, 86. Give me some followers. Give me some love. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 